Hello Poppets, it's Sax here and you are listening to my sometimes rowdy and always useful podcast, Shit's Getting Real. A show about all things growth, mindset, health, wellness and my most favourite of all, chit chats with the girls. Now look, we are all in search of a direction into the evolution of our higher selves. And sometimes what we don't realize is the highest intention you can possibly have is to just have some fun. So I am here to share it all with you. Sit back, lay down or jump up, whatever you feel like doing today and let yourself experience, evolve and have a whole lot of fun. Hello, party people, and welcome back. It is another episode of Shit's Getting Real with Sax. I am back and I'm feeling a lot better after last year. Had a little bit of a break and now I've come back with an episode with Courtney. Welcome. Thank you for having me, babe. Of course, of course. I'm so excited to have today's chat. It was like almost a perfect alignment in regards to me wanting to get back involved in podcasting and wanting to step it back up again and you reaching out. So I feel like this conversation is something that's going to help a lot of people and it's definitely going to speak to a lot of people in regards to either confirmation, the worries that they're having, even in regards to just preparing themselves for what could be happening later on in life. So Mm -hmm. welcome. Yeah. Thanks, babe. Thanks so much for having me. And this is going to be a hot topic for sure. And it's I'm really excited to talk more about it because it's been something that's been on my heart as well. So I'm I'm excited just to break the stigma and to yeah. share more of my story, share authentically and just be real with it because it's something that needs to be spoken about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm so excited. Well, before we do get into the topic, I have one question that I ask all of my guests at the start of every single yep. episode. What was a moment in your life when you realize like oh my god shit's getting real Mm, oh I love it okay shit's getting real I think it I think it was when I started started my business I'm co-founder of the freedom system movement with my soul sis Christo and when we opened that like there were so many things that happened at that time I started you know I invested in a property with her we went into business and I was like, things just happen so fast. So, you know, it was that was one of the pivotal moments of like, oh, this is not just because I've come from a low tick, low ticket network marketing background as well. Like I was like, this is another level of business of me taking full ownership of my life of responsibility. So I would say that's the first thought that comes to my mind of like shit's getting real. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And you guys host literally the best dance parties I have ever seen in my entire life. So oh my anyone who's on the East Coast, get yourself to one of the ecstatic dance parties. They are literally the funnest experience. When I when I went to my first one, I pretty much broke my ankle on the way to the event. So much so that I hobbled onto the beach to go to this because I was like there is no way that I'm missing this another time because I missed the last time that you were down and I remember we were like on like the Gold Coast in Miami Beach and I just stood in the water because I was like at least the cold water will be like basically (laughs) the same as me icing my ankle 
And I'm not even kidding you. I could have walked for a week after that because I just kept going because I was like, I just want to dance. I just want to have this moment. This just feels so right. It feels so good. And nothing in the universe can stop me from being at this ecstatic dance party. Nothing. My God, I I remember that. I remember that so clearly. That was a really profound moment for a lot of a lot of people there, which was really amazing. And for you, like it was so beautiful to have a few of our close friends like yourself there. It was it was really magical. And you were I remember you with your ankle like fuck. I hope are you, do we swear on here? Yeah. Yeah, you can swear on here. Cool. The title is literally shit's getting real. You can swear on well, that's true. That's true. I was like, why did I ask that? you know anyway, yeah. So I I'm very passionate. So yeah, it was um that was a very incredible moment. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. I love them. Shit is really real at those events. You go on a journey. You go on a full journey. I love them. Yeah. Well, now that we have that by over the way, by the way, through the way, however the saying goes. (laughs) It is the way. It is the way. I want to talk to you about the topic. So talking to you about all of the different avenues of your life, all of the different skills, all of the different topics that you talk about in business, in your personal life, in your sexuality, in basically everything Mm. that you are and who you are. The one topic of conversation that really lit up for me was the self-worth journey that you've gone on throughout your herpes experience. Yeah. So I would love to know, like, what is your diagnosis or what is your definition more so than diagnosis of Mm. herpes? Well, it's really interesting, babe, because majority of the population actually have it and they don't know it. So um, this is something that I wasn't aware of and it's I suppressed this part of myself for so long because I was so ashamed of it. Um, but I actually haven't really thought about going back to it. Herpes is – it's like if you've had the chicken pox. If you've had the chicken pox in your life, you it's a, it's a form of herpes put it that way so it's just this I guess virus that they call it that you have within you um that you can have orally um or you know downstairs like where however it, it comes it's it's very common and so I haven't actually looked at it for quite some time of like the actual definition but for me it's I'm going to talk about it in a very different way because it's nearly non-existent. I think it's really important to spread awareness in these episodes and to share more around it. But you'll hear me talk about it. It's not this big thing in my life. It's not like I'm not defined by it. I'm not like I'm a herpes survival. Like, you know, it's it's dormant supposedly within me, but it's it doesn't affect me, you know, and the way I look after my health and all of that comes into it. So to answer your question around what is it to me, it's um, it's not really a big deal. Like it's not really this massive thing, but it is something to that I've had to go through for my own growth and my own development, um, and my for my own love for myself and my body. Like fucking hell, like it's a massive thing for your body, you know. So it was a it was I can share more around what happened when I discovered about it for sure, um. But it, it's it's a very common thing that a lot of people have and they don't even know it as well. Yeah. I actually lied to you earlier when I said that I don't ever really like prepare for these. I just love to go with the flow with all of these episodes. I actually did look up the statistics and oh, cool. I saw that approximately one in eight sexually active Australians has genital herpes and yeah. up to 80% of Australian adults carry HSV1 
and more than half of primary genital infections are caused by HSV1 in young people. Because what I never realized growing up was that herpes was two, like there's two separate types. There's HSV1 and HSV2. And that HSV1 is the same um, virus or infection or like Mm -hmm. whatever it is that creates cold sores. And Mm -hmm. basically that's all it is. It's like, like you were saying, is it an oral cold sore or is it a genital cold sore? And mm-hmm. it can be either and it can lay dormant and it can come up. And mm-hmm. I'm someone who always had cold sores when I was young. Like if I was ever stressed or if I got sick or I was yeah. run down, like I would always get cold sores after. Um, yeah. And I never knew. Like it was that whole thing of like once people get genital herpes, it's like, ew, and oh, they're gross, mm-hmm. they're dirty, they're this, they're that. Like all yep. that just silly stigma talk that goes on whereas Mm -hmm. during that time it was like I had no idea that I was carrying the same virus as them Mm -hmm. it was just presenting Mm -hmm. completely differently to me and so that's where I think that there really is that stigma around it because of the fact that it's just such a lack of information about what it actually is yeah so When you found out about it, how old were you? So I was trying to calculate it. I would it would have been like seven years ago when I found out and I had the breakout, the genital herpes breakout. Um, I reckon I would have been like twenty. I reckon, yeah, mm-hmm. probably twenty. Yeah, it was just before my parents had moved to Queensland and. Um, I was just in a relationship at the time. It was like literally I had a breakout pretty much at the start of a new relationship. So I would have been like 19, 20 around there. Yeah. 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 And at the time, was it that the partner that you had also had the virus and that was how the breakout started? So this is how I'm not sure because how it all began right was I was so insecure I'm sure we can all relate to moments where you're chasing that boy and he's that bad boy like he would be up drinking and I'd pick him up in the middle of the night and I'd make sure my phone was on loud so I could it's so cringeworthy right like so I could (laughs) go in I would answer and pick him up and there'd be so many times where I did lifts for him and I had heard that he was no good, you know, and I just wanted the attention from him and I wanted, for some reason, I had this weird thing with him and it was, I don't quite remember if I knew he had herpes or if I just ignored it or if I um, found out afterwards, but he had, it was like this thing, a rumor or whatever it was that he had herpes and anyway, for some reason, I didn't know or what happened at the time. But it was a point in time where there was one night where he took, I picked him up and I, I went with him and I actually went inside with him for the first time. Um, and I was just, of course, when you go inside, there's probably more that's going to happen. And anyway, he invited me into his bed and um, before I knew it, 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 like he, I was, it was an invitation that I accepted. But in that moment, when we we're about to have sex, I didn't want to and I didn't say anything I didn't speak up and it was one of those moments that I've reflected on I've moved through which I can talk about a lot but it was the I didn't have the ability in that moment to say no and even though I wanted to 
but there was this other part of me that obviously clearly wanted to because I was there. It was just like this choice that I made in that moment. Um, and so it felt forced um, in a way that I didn't appreciate or I didn't want to be there. So that sort of happened. Um, so I'm not sure. I never, I don't know, because it was pretty much just before I got in a relationship, I had slept with this guy. Um, and so it was all sort of around the same time to be really specific with you. And my partner at the time back then, he was really incredible about it. He he didn't think he had it, but of course, like being with me, I'm not quite sure. Um, we're always quite careful, but at the same time, he was really quite chill about it and understood and yeah. So I don't know specifically if he had, um, he reckons he hadn't my partner, but you just never really know with these things. Like this is the thing, you know, you go to doctors and you don't have it, but yet it could be lying dormant and underneath you just don't know. And then you have a breakout or like I could have even had it myself, right? And then I've slept with it and the stress has really tipped it overboard and then it's come through. So I don't actually know and you don't you don't know that you have genital herpes until you have the breakout and you get it. And it's like one of the most hor- horrific things that I've ever been through. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, like you just mentioned, I want to talk about the whole stress factor because I know you said at the start, it's one of those dormant things and a lot of your own self-worth and like the way you look after your body now and the diet that you eat and exercise and all of those sorts of things. Yeah. It seems like the same thing as what I was saying for when I was young and I used to get sick and my body would be run down would be when I would get cold sores. If yeah. I was a child, it wasn't like I was running around kissing everyone and like sharing saliva <laughs> with people and all that sort of stuff. Like I was, I was very young yeah. primary school days. And so it was just one of those things where it like, it actually did just lie dormant until I wasn't physically well or if I was stressed or under pressure or any of those things and so it's interesting that the same thing happens in regards to genital herpes Mm -hmm. however I feel like that's not something that people actually talk about either it's just sort of like oh these flare-ups come out of nowhere and they just like pop out and just like Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean like it sounds like the narrative that we're taught about herpes is that you contract it through sex and it has to be mm. like skin on skin contact. And yep. once you have it, it never goes away. You always have it. And mm. like you never know when you're going to break out and you could spread it at any time. And like it's all of this like yep. extra pressure, I suppose, mm-hmm. that they put on you throughout the education that we are taught. So mm-hmm. at what point was it for you? Like what was your journey like with that in regards to realizing that maybe the the advice that the doctors were giving you or that the internet was giving you, like the advice they were saying versus the Mm -hmm. advice that you would now say to somebody who's experiencing that for the first time. Oh my God. I love that so much. Like I reflected on it when it, cause I, I, when I found out I had it, of course, like for me, I shamed myself and I just put it aside. Like I just was like, Oh, I'd locked it away. And then it wasn't until I moved up to Queensland a couple of years later where every it all came back up and I can talk more about that healing journey as well. But back at that time when I was reflecting, when I found out I had it at the doctors, um, my friend literally helped drive me to the doctors because it was so painful. When I got there and when I got my results back, 
the doctor, I don't even remember the doc, like the doctor just gave me the thing and said, you're positive for HSV2, you know, pretty much this is it. I think he might have said maybe about medication. I don't quite remember. That was it. There's no, I looked back and I was like, how fucked is that? There was no, like, this is, this is what you can do. Like, where's the support? It literally was like nothing. And when I think about it even right now, like it isn't a big deal. But at the same time, I was young and I'm getting told this thing that everybody has this massive stigma around. I'm scared. I'm afraid. I have no idea. So I've just shut that emotion down, right? I've just completely like cut it off and not even really thought about it, which has been a trait of mine that I have healed through as well of like not shutting down our emotions. And so for one, um, I've the whole doctor um, – that industry is a big thing, you know. I feel like that's a whole nother topic. But for mm-hmm. me, like I haven't had a breakout in since that time, since that moment. And for me, honestly, in that moment, it was really because I didn't want to be my body. When I was reflecting and have been going through that healing journey, I wasn't I wasn't happy with myself. I didn't have this deep love and appreciation for who I was. I was chasing things outside of myself. I was not look. it was literally a massive fucking slap in the face of like, are you going to, like, are you, do you understand? Are you awake? Are you listening to us? And at that moment, I didn't understand until I went through this healing journey of like, wow, it's like this real deep love appreciation. And for me, a part of my soul's mission here is to break stigmas. And so, you know, it's just a massive part of my journey. And so, how I look after myself, like I, I said to you, I haven't had a breakout since and I don't plan on it. I, f- I truly believe in this lifetime, if you truly believe something, like that's it. Like I believe it's not this big thing. I believe it's not a like I, re- I really want to say it's not a part of me. Like it's of course it's a part of me, but at the same time, I don't treat it like it's, oh, I've got herpes. I don't treat it like it's this big thing because it's not. I look after my health because I really love to. So I am vegan. I eat predominantly plant, um, sorry, predominantly raw. Like I eat a lot of raw foods. I drink the highest quality water on the planet. I um, love to move my body. The main thing is the, the spiritual and emotional connection that we have because I believe that and from everything I've researched and seen, it's just like all diseases and cancer and stuff come from emotions, as you, you may know, like suppressed things. And I've witnessed it in my family too. So it's not just this one area of way of eating or being. It's actually knowing what is your truth and having this deep self-awareness in your life of, of, of how are you loving yourself? Where are you finding the answers? Because for so long I was searching for things outside of myself it's why I chased that boy. It's why, you know, I did certain things. It's why I didn't speak up. It's all of these little scenarios that really led me to that moment um, for the universe to be like, are you listening? And so, yeah, it's um, compared to traditional doctor methods, like, you know, I, I, like I can't speak on people who have breakouts, but if, for advice I would give them is would love to have a chat, of course, but I'd really love for you to just have this deep reflection in your life of being with yourself and really taking full responsibility for where you're at and looking at what's going on for you. Like how are you feeling emotionally? How are you feeling spiritually connected? Like how are you feeling 
with your health. It's not just like this physical aspect. It's really important to look at it from this holistic view as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And that's mm-hmm. just the same way that it goes for everything. Like like you said, your beliefs actually do create your reality. So yeah. what are the things that you're focusing on and what are the beliefs that you're telling yourself about this virus? Because yeah. people could catch COVID and that's a virus and yeah. they could believe that, oh my gosh, I'm immunocompromised everything's going to be bad for me. I'm going to like be really sick and I'm going to be really unwell. And it's like this really deathly thing. Whereas I was always like, I don't care about COVID at all. Like I know that I'm healthy. I know that I'm strong, no matter what virus it is, no matter how much it like, it can affect other people. I know that I'm strong enough to go through it. And I've had it multiple times and every Mm -hmm. single time I've been like completely fine. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like it just really is one of those things on like what is your deep-rooted belief in it so yeah. I definitely want to talk about the sort of journey that you had recently in Queensland about opening mm-hmm. that up but before we move on to that I would like to know in regards to awareness of disclosing this to other people mm-hmm. how did you deal with that from such a young age because Mm. like you said it is one of those things where maybe you knew maybe you didn't know with the guy that you were chasing Mm -hmm. it wasn't as if he specifically disclosed to you whether he had it or not yeah that was obviously where it came from if not it is what it is but how did you deal with the whole idea of disclosing that to other people and other sexual partners for the rest of that seven years eight years that it's been since then yeah yeah that's a really great question and this is something I have had toiled with for so long too and I actually went and seeked medical advice from like a woman's health clinic and I truly feel like you know this is going to be very different for everyone and I really believe it's up to you and your heart and what what is your truth you know like what is um, what do you feel like you need to express? And and it's going to be different for each person. And so when I approached this with um, the women's health clinic, she actually advised for me because I said, you know, what do I do about this? It's not, I literally said to everything I've said to you, I said, I don't believe it's a big deal for me in my life. I don't believe like I eat really well. Like I know when I get breakouts, like if, you know, what that feels like, that it was horrific. Um, and I, I, like, I, I'm really in tune with my body. And she said, she said, look, if you're, um, cause I like for me, like right now, especially like I'm not one to just go sleep around. So it might be different, you know, case to case as well. So it actually made me reflect of like, Hey, where am I putting my energy and whose energy do I want inside of me? Like literally. Um, but if, if I'm going to be with somebody that I foresee as like, you know, my husband, for example, like to be with for my future, she 100% recommended having a conversation with them. She said, which was quite interesting, she said, if it's somebody that is sort of like a one night stand, like just make sure you use protection and just check in with yourself of how you feel. You know, obviously, if I feel like I've got it, like I'm not going to go out and be like, yeah, I want to have sex and all these things. Um, but she said that if you're, you know, if if you're well and healthy, like wear protection and not necessarily, I don't need to go screaming it out to every single person that I'm, you know, sleeping with, for example. So that was advice that she had given me, which I, you know, it felt 
it's just a really strange thing. And for me, I, you know, personally haven't slept with someone in quite some time. So I haven't had to do that, but I know that that next person will be that, that next person, like that partner for me that I'm envisioning and I will have that conversation. And even when I think about it, it still feels a little bit uncomfortable. And that's the thing I think is important to acknowledge of that because there's this stigma and so much trauma that I'd been through to go like to heal that and break away and just really be my authentic self there's always I feel like going to be that little part that feels a little bit uncomfortable but at the same time it just gets easier every time so um, you know I expressed it at the time like when I was going through this healing which we'll talk about soon when I was going through this healing I expressed this to this the guy that I was sleeping with and he actually said to me I don't know why you're telling me this it's all good. Like I'm fine. And it's all good. Like you're fine. And I said, I know, but this is sort of like my healing. So, you know, it's, um, it's actually really surprising too, when you think about it, when you express your truth from your heart, what people say, like they can't say anything because it's just your heart and, and your, it's just your truth. So that's the advice I'd probably give. Just tune in with yourself, that self-awareness piece. And, um, I think that's a whole other topic as well of like knowing where you're putting your energy and who you want to be giving your energy to as well. I think it's a, like a blessing in disguise. Yeah, 100%. And I agree with that fully. I know that personally I don't have anything that I feel like I need to disclose to people. I have um, never tested positive for like STDs and things like that. However, I was yep. having a conversation with a close friend of mine um around disclosing herpes and it yeah. was type one as well and mm. she was just talking about it and for me because of the fact that I've never had to do that it was hard for me to give advice or to relate in that way however mm. everything that we were sort of talking about was in that sense of the shame and the stigma rather than actually the comfortability of her just speaking her truth it was like yeah. there was so much um, of almost a scarcity mindset too in regards to yeah. like, well, what if I tell them and then they get upset and then they don't talk to me ever again? And it's like, well, if you don't tell them and that's how they are as a person, you probably don't want that person in your life anyway. Like that's if right. someone isn't going to be able to relate to you and open up to you and accept you exactly as you are, whether it's because of, the fact that you have a virus or whether it's because of the fact that your like relationship with yourself is a little bit mm. hindered or that you're working on it or whether it's trauma from the past or whether it's past relationships or whatever it is it's yeah. like if you're actually not stepping into your authentic self in that moment and showing up with who it is that you want to be in a relationship who you want to be in a partnership then yeah. you can't expect that other person to be able to open up to you and see you fully for who you really are either. And yeah. it just comes back down again to that self-worth journey and being able to realize that if that person doesn't stay, mm. then that's on them more than it's on you. It's yeah. got to do with their belief of the world. It's got to do with how they view things, how their perspective is of what's happening, of how it's all going on, of even the goals and attitudes and things that they want for their life and mm. clearly they're not aligned with the things that you believe or the things that you want or need for your life and your future and your goals and 
everything yeah. that makes you who you are. And I think it, that's one of the major things is like that regard of really being able to step into your true self in regards to knowing that the person that will accept it is the person, not that people don't accept it. That makes it sound like they don't. No, like it's one that. of those things where she was said to me, she was like, I've disclosed to heaps of people and um, the, there's only ever been like one person out of say like, I'm just going to chuck a random number like 10. Yeah. Like people that was like a little bit like, mm, I don't know, like I'm like a little bit hesitant about it sort of yeah. thing. And she was like, every right. other person was always just like, I honestly don't give a fuck. Like I don't care yeah. at all. Like let's yeah. raw dog this girl. Like I don't care. And so it's I like, it. <laughs> it is just one of those things where it's like you, you almost work up in your head because of the expectation of what's going to be the backlash because yeah. of this whole stigma around it. That comes yeah. from childhood brains as well. Like mm-hmm. I don't have open communication conversations really with all of my friends about genital herpes like ever because mm-hmm. it's just one of those things that it's not really talked about. But really it should be because one out of eight of us is experiencing it. Like it's yeah. so common. And yeah. there's this massive stigma around it where it's like, if we just removed that and allowed people to just speak freely about it yeah. without it being that gross, shameful, like regretful, mm-hmm. like icky feelings, yeah. there would be a whole lot more people having probably a lot better sex. Yeah, so true, babe. And something I, I really love what you're going into because the question it's actually a bit of a distraction, I feel like, if we're trying to be like, oh, what's that other person saying with this herpes thing? It's actually, no matter what that person says, are you okay with, like, being alone? Are you okay with yourself enough? Like, how it's – it literally just comes back to this deep self-love of – because it's not even just with herpes. It's, like, rejection, feeling abandoned. It comes back to these wounds like you're talking about in childhood – this that that's the true thing to look at not necessarily or what are they going to say about the herpes it's actually what's underlying that what are you so fearful of happening are you fearful of rejection are you fearful of being abandoned you know what is it and that's where these things come up and that's what I truly believe was happening for me you know me we've done so many personal development things together as well like to it, it just happened like that in order for my my growth to happen and so it could be herpes for you. It could be whatever it is. Confrontation, a lot of people don't want to have because of whatever reason it is that they're hiding behind too. So it's so easy to put the blame on herpes. It's so easy to put the blame on um, other things in life that are holding us back or, or that job or that relationship, whatever it is for you, instead of just owning it, fully fucking owning it and taking accountability and like going head on, head first with it and being like, you know what? I fully accept all of who I am. I accept everything, the abandonment, I accept all of it. And then, you know, going when you when you fully own that part of yourself, it's just like you don't give a fuck what people think. You don't care because you just you're just doing you. And so when you're expressing it, it that that comes from this this place of love, this deep love within yourself, this deep acceptance rather than a, a scarcity place. So it's really incredible conversations to have. Because it's so much more than just herpes or whatever that thing is that you're actually trying to put the blame on. And I think it's also one of those things where it's like what we say just like 
in general where it's like the things that you fear the most are the things that you should do the most because that's where you're going to have the most growth. And so it's like if someone is listening and they're at the like beginning stages of this experience, they've just sort of found out that they also have the virus or they've just been like told by a partner that the partner has the virus or whatever it is, it's like have those awkward conversations, have those uncomfortable conversations because the more that you actually practice them, the better you're going to get at them. And then all of a sudden you have this undeniable confidence and this certainty in yourself because it's like, oh, I've done this a million times. Of course I can do this. Of course I can disclose. Of course I can talk about it. Of course I'm happy to open up about it because it's like you actually genuinely have so much worth within yourself that you realize that it actually doesn't matter what other people say because that's not your world. It's like that's their world and you've only got to worry about your own world and how yeah. you feel about it and how you feel about yourself. Yeah. So I love that you have been able to like go on that journey over time. I know yes. that you said last year was probably one of like the biggest turning points for you in regards to accepting that fully. Can you talk us mm-hmm. through what happened last year? Mm-hmm. Like when the healing, is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, that healing part. So it would have been a couple of years ago now and um, it all came back up because I wanted to have, I had never done a bender weekend before and I was like, you know, I, I really wanted to be really intentional with it. So anyway, I went into this like having a bender weekend with like, you know, with this intention of like spiritual enlightenment healing and anyway, um, I certainly got that. Um, I was... I came back and I just was on, of course, like down, like I was in a depression, um, I was coming down and all of this just came up, like literally everything about my herpes journey that I, it's like I had forgotten how I picture it now is like I had forgotten I had this like herpes thing that I hadn't moved through as what we do when we just like shove things in our pocket and I remember it coming up and I was talking to Kristen, my best friend about it and I said, I've never felt this way. Like I nearly couldn't even look her in the eyes. I felt so shit. I felt so like low and down. I can't even describe she was really challenging. And but this was all a blessing in disguise. So when it all came up, um, there was a guy that I was seeing at the time and like I just wasn't really I was at this pivotal moment stage of like I just moved to Queensland and I'd like separated from my last relationship for a few months and was just still trying to find myself was like in this whirlwind so like my trend the transformation I've had since then has just been like boom like crazy it's so important it's important to do the inner work um and just trusting the timing so yeah when it all came up I I still didn't really fully understand all of why this was coming up but I just knew that I had to use my voice and I had to confront and speak up about it and at least start sharing it with um, the, like a guy that I was seeing at the time and I I sort of had slept with him and it wasn't really things but I just felt like I needed to express myself and I remember going to the park to like share this with him and I was shaking like I was sitting there it was at night and I it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life at that point in time um, and that's yeah that's when he said you know I don't know why you're telling this it's all good court and I was like I I know but this is just for my personal growth and for me to be able to express this and so from then on um, I had 
seen like another guy and I shared that with him and he didn't he wasn't really educated about it so I got it was really cool I got to educate him about it and then you know he didn't care either so the moral of the story was I just went gung-ho in like learning about it um, at the time and because so much has happened since then I couldn't even tell you all of the statistics and everything I looked at Instagram and other pages and there wasn't too many people that were I mean, there was some pages on Instagram about it, but there wasn't too many people that had, I guess, this perspective that I feel like I have now of it at the time. So I really had to go through that part of my journey. I felt by myself and it felt quite lonely. Um, But this is the thing that I learned was like, how okay am I with being with myself and going through this and how confident am I and how much can I truly deeply love myself no matter what and not shame and guilt and really move through those lower vibrations to really raise raise my vibration as well so yeah it was man it was I don't can't even remember how long it went for Kristen could probably share more around the the, the details around it because it just felt like now it feels like a brain fog because it happened so quickly but it was one of the most transformative times of my life because I realized that I can I don't need to hide from it and I mean that like it wasn't just like then, okay, I'm healed, I'm done. It wasn't like that at all. It's like I now have this acceptance and I can now do something with this and I've just really learned to integrate it more and more and I've just shared my journey more and more with more people to the point where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to share it online because it's like I don't I don't mind, you know, and if it can help other people then that's great. But then I'm also at this point now of like, yes, it's a part of me I'm also very vision and future focused too in the way of like we move through our healing and then what are we going to do with it? So then now I'm like I just get to just speak up more and I've learned to really do that throughout that process. So it was a whirlwind, babe. Like it was fucked. (laughs) But it was exactly what I needed to go through to, yeah, get to this point. And it's just gradually gradually come over time and I think that's an important piece to know and to share with your audience as well is that it's it's just consistently growing like I had to accept that it's it's not this I'm fixed and then that's it it's actually like I'm just constantly we're in this constantly healing phase we're constantly growing as long as we're alive as long as I'm in Courtney's body I'm just constantly healing I'm constantly deconditioning I'm constantly letting go of things to get to just more of my truth and be able to really express that as well. I love that. I love that so much. And so what would be some of the like things that you have found the most helpful in being able to raise that vibration and step into that? Like obviously, like you said, it's been a practice that you've been doing over years and refining. But for people who are at the start who maybe don't have the sort of intuition feelings of being able to lead themselves in this environment right now what are some tips or some like rituals or practices or just anything that you found that was actually really helpful for you to be able to push past that and be able to connect further into your body and see that truth within yourself yeah one thing that I that I would love to tell myself back then is to allow myself to be more. I have, this is what I'm really stepping into now, is I'm, I'm, I'm someone that's go, go, go. I take action. Like that's why, I'm, why I've gotten myself to where I am. 
And one thing I would love to share with everyone is that if you're going through that process or any form of healing, really allowing yourself to be, and I know that that probably gets shared a lot, but I truly mean letting yourself be. Like go out in nature for a whole day just with yourself, a pen and paper, and like just be. Like that's like that's something that I really am, yeah lo- would love to share. And you'll really be able to find like downloads and insights. And maybe you're not feeling really spiritually connected. I promise you <laughs> your thoughts and anything that comes up, like when you're out in nature, it's so healing just that in itself. And you get to hear yourself. You get to listen to yourself. You get to hear what comes up and just allow your pen to flow. Like just just write, just let things let things go. And it's so healing. Um, that's that's probably number one thing. And yeah, I, I feel like there's I mean, looking after your health holistically, like having having incredible friends. Like I'm so grateful that I had um beautiful friendships around me that I could be really honest with and and I mean friendships, like I've got soul sisters like you, Sax, of course, that are, I can share everything with. And I know that you're not just going to, that they're not just going to keep me small. They're also, you're also going to hold me accountable and you're not going to, you're going to call me out on my shit and also be there to support me. And I feel like if you don't have those type of friendships around you or those relationships around you now, that's like a number one thing. They always say you're the top five people that you hang around with the most. So really looking at that and making sure you have at least that one person that you can openly share things with and be really honest with and they can also kick you up the butt when you need it as well and just like looking after your health holistically like I said like you know incredible organic food like I'm, I'm very biased like vegan you know I'm very biased in that way eating like cleaning your vessel, like looking after your vessel is really key because when, you're, when you've got a clean vessel, energetically you're more connected, you're deconditioning as it goes. So you're probably going to a bit of a detox phase as you go through as well, making sure you stay really hydrated, you know, three or four liters a day. And um, that is just what brings you clarity as well because majority of the population are dehydrated. So we're dehydrated, we can't even think properly, let alone process our emotions especially if we're drinking toxic water or toxic food or have toxic relationships. Um, it's not going to help with our journey. So it's like taking a, a look at all areas of your life holistically and if you're going through that healing journey and, and being like, okay, what's going to be really supportive for me right now as I'm going through this and what's like one thing that I need to let go of in these areas too that aren't supporting me. So again, I think, Sachs, it comes back to like it, just a self-awareness. It's really when you're going through that type of healing journey, it's a big self-awareness thing. And that's why I say being out in nature or letting yourself be by yourself for a period of time is really key because like, as you know, you, you, you learn so much about yourself and that's where a lot of the answers will come. And that's where a lot of the healing happens is just when you're, when you allow yourself to be. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that also relates to slightly off topic, but sort of same vibe. The amount of women in today's society who are not harnessing their creativity because of the fact that they're not actually giving themselves enough time to flow into feminine energy is Mm -hmm. fucking ridiculous. 
I have noticed it so much since coming home because like I was saying to you before we started, the place where I'm at right now is very close-minded and there is people here who are open-minded and trying to get out of the rat race who are working really hard to like raise their vibration and trust in the universe and all those sorts of things that I see it physically however they're so stuck in the ways of living the masculine lifestyle that we're so conditioned into that they actually Mm -hmm. don't have any freedom in this period of time to just be and people think that this idea of oh well you know like on a Sunday I'll sit on the couch and watch movies and it's like that's great however that's still not being by yourself like I I'm a massive 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 person for like rest in regards to like watching videos watching movies like basically any Netflix series that comes out that's like rom-com I've seen like I'm I I love love that (laughs) I love that shit so much even like doesn't matter how corny it is doesn't matter how stupid it is like yeah. It's probably not good for my actual brain, but I'm like, it allows me to just switch off because it is so easy of yeah. a storyline to follow because let's be honest, they're pretty predictable. And yeah. so it's like that sense of like, I get to live out somebody else's life for a minute rather than focus in on mine. And that helps me to be able to actually switch off from those feelings of stress and anxiety because of the fact that it's like, I allow myself time to actually not think about myself for a little bit and opposite to that I'm now thinking about somebody else instead of giving myself time to hatch out the feelings that I have that are going on inside of me and so it's like I may do that but on top of that I'll also do meditations where I'm sitting in silence by myself I'll also do workouts that test me and really like make me push myself like Running for me is a meditation because the whole yeah. time I'm running, I'm internally dialoguing to myself. You've got this, you're you're in flow, everything's fine, you're doing great. Like I'm constantly affirming to myself the whole entire time. And then, like you said, going out in nature and giving yourself an opportunity without music, without your phone, without like messages from people without having to take photos and videos of everything that you're doing, like without all of those extra things that put another stress in your brain and allowing yourself to just be and Mm -hmm. actually just be, just exist. That's it. You don't have to do anything like just exist in silence is something that people don't realize. Like that's where the creativity comes from. Creativity doesn't come from doing. Creativity comes from being. Because it's in those moments of silence and in those moments of peace that you start to actually be like, what in the fuck do I want? What Mm -hmm. do I want to create? What do I want to sense? What do I want to feel? And you allow Mm -hmm. your brain to actually process that in your body as it's happening because you're not overstimulized by everything else outside of you. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true, babe. Like, and like I promise you, I am the most determined, action taking. Like I'm, I'm, I've been so much like that to the so point, much so, guys. Yeah. That that today when we were booking this call in, Court was like, 
Um, I'm doing a challenge where I'm not using my calendar because yes. I'm too structured and I am trudging my whole life by my calendar and I need to stop doing it. So literally yeah. when she says that, she means it. Yeah, yeah, I mean it. And I, I just can't explain to you and can't put so much emphasis on the fact that I have hustled so fucking hard to get to where I am and I'm all about hustling and I know I'm very good at it. So I'm like, well, this is something that, you know, my mentor said, she's like, and I, I've been told this so many times that it really landed of like that, what, where you're trying to get to, what you're doing now is not going to get you to where you want to be, right? That next level. And I was like, well, she's like, I want you to two weeks, no calendar. And I thought she was going to say two days. And I was like, two fucking weeks. What the fuck? And I was like, this is hectic. It has been the best thing. It's only been, I don't know, maybe three days. And it's been the best thing ever. Like I just have been writing things down. But the point is of that is you just, like for me, you've got to do something different to get something different. And I have never really truly allowed myself to just be in this this flow. And it feels really strange, but in the most beautiful way. And from someone who is a hustler, allowing myself to be in this and still see, oh, I'm still productive all my life. Like even just me going out in nature the other day, like that's what really sparked everything for me for like half a day, no phone. I just did a water fast, didn't have any food, was just in nature. I had 13 pages of journaling. I came back and my life was still okay. And sometimes we think we can get in these states of, oh my God, like everything's like Everything has to be perfect. If I go away, you know, everything's going to fail or crash. It's not fucking true. In fact, mm-hmm. everything's going to be so much better because you're in this different state. And it's all about like, right, you're talking about raising your vibration, your frequency. I promise you, when you allow yourself to get into that flow, that creativity, um, it's just this really beautiful feeling. And you just naturally vibrate higher because you're tapping into those higher frequencies and those higher vibrations of joy and freedom and flow. Um, but it's, it's, of course, it's an important balance to some extent of both. Like you do need both and it's not like I'm just doing nothing. Like that's impossible for me, but I am allowing so much more freedom for somebody who advocates for freedom. (laughs) I had my own limitations of it. So yeah, it's something that's extremely rewarding. And I, even Sax, I feel like it would be a great thing for everybody to integrate from this episode to go and do that, go and spend the day out in nature, no phone no nothing, you wherever and just allow whatever to come up with no expectations, like no expectations of like, oh, I need to get a result from doing this. You're just going just to simply be just because you're a human, you're being your soul on this earth and that's just why you're doing it. Then it doesn't need to be this result or um, something that you need to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I think the biggest thing as well when it comes to it is like as good as it is to be like at the point now where it's like I am super detached from my phone like I the only time that I ever notice myself being attached to my phone is when I'm in an anxious loop and it's so funny because it's like it's further creating that anxious loop because of the fact that then I'm viewing things that make me feel more anxious and then I'm like it's like a a further perpetuating story just continually cycling on whereas when I'm completely like in a great state of mind I don't even look at my phone like I honestly don't and I don't scroll and I don't care what people are doing and it's like Mm. that sense of security that I actually have in myself 
like I just it's just not a bother to me anymore but I remember when I first started not using my phone and I was the same I came from that hustle background where it was like network marketing I was on my phone every single day I had lots of people in my inbox I had lots of posts that I was constantly doing I had all of these to-do lists that were on my phone and it was like the idea of spending a day off your phone was like, oh, my God, that's going to be hell on earth. Like everything's going to crash to the ground and all the progress that I've made is going to go away and all of these bad things are going to happen. And yeah. so it was like that fear was what made me start doing social media free days because I was like, I'm not going to live my life being controlled by this thing that's external to me. And it started off by being like I would turn my phone off for a few hours And then it would be like, okay, well, now I'm going to go to eight hours and now I'm going to go a whole day. And now it's like, okay, well, now I can go and spend an hour of my day in nature and now I can go spend my whole day in nature and be by myself. And Mm. it's the same thing with meditating. It started out, I meditated for one minute and then I meditated for two minutes and then I meditated for five minutes and then I meditated for 10 minutes. It was like, you can actually just start incrementally And you will have a massive, massive change. So if it's one of those things where you're like, oh my God, the end of the world, I could not possibly ever do that. Just start small. Just start Mm. small. The same with any journey. It comes same back to the conversation of disclosing. Just start small. Mm -hmm. The conversation of educating yourself. Just start small. Don't go on a Mm -hmm. seven-hour binge explore. Just go, I'm going to find out one statistic that's going to make me feel better today. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you find that statistic, get off the goddamn page. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's the same thing with everyone and with everything. Like, you can apply this logic to anything that you want in life. If it feels like it's too big to do all at once, just start small. Yeah, it's like that 1%, they say, isn't it? Just do the 1%. And I never truly understood this because of my background of hustling and things. Um, but it really, truly is. And it's like if you can't if you can't be and just allow yourself that time, like what are you doing on this earth? Like what are we actually doing? You know, I'm not present. I'm, I, I realize that I, there's so much gratitude that I'm missing out on for just the people around me. You know, how often did I express my love to them and share how much I cared for them? You know, you'll find all these little things out about yourself and how, like, if you want to find a way of, like, coming to this deep gratitude without just journaling, I'm, grat- like, grateful without a meaning, you go and do this, like, that, that 1% and you find the gratitude in that thing. You find so much gratitude. Like, that's just what I have been through and what I discovered as well is because I got to that point, I don't know if you felt like that too, of, like, feeling like, yeah, I'm grateful for life, but I know that, like, I'm not really feeling it. But then when I did these things, I found a lot of gratitude and um, I actually felt it in my body. It wasn't just something I wrote. So gratitude is a really beautiful thing and I think that's a really important emotion to like see, okay, how can I just tap into that gratitude a little bit every day? You know, what's that 1% that I can do for myself as well, which I love. That's what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Wow. Thank you so much for this amazing, awesome chat. This has been such a joy. And I'm sure that so many of you that are listening are connecting on all of the different levels. And I just wanted to ask, is there one thing that you just want to leave the people with? Like just one piece of advice, one piece of information to finish off the episode. 
Yeah, I feel like I always have this like quote that I'm like, yes, that's me. Um, but in this moment, it's um, really like do what makes you happy. That's what's coming to my mind, coming to my heart of like truly, I don't mean just that cliche, like actually do what makes you happy. If that's in your career, if that's in your everyday life, like I really, I really want you to reflect on, okay, what's, you know, how am I feeling in my life? And how do I want to feel? And what are the steps that I need to do? So just like, yeah, just checking in with, with how are you feeling? And I always say you only live once in this, like I only live once in Courtney's body in this lifetime. I believe in incarnations and all the things, but I only, I'm only here once right now. So how can I really better my soul? And I'm really grateful for my consciousness that I have and that, you know, I get to have these conversations with you, Sax, and everybody listening and um, I just have a lot of gratitude in that too because, you know, we're all on this earth at the same time together. So, yeah, just like how are you feeling, how am I being and and really tuning in with yourself there. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Well, thank you again so much. I will pop all of your information down below in the show notes so everyone can go and check you out, check out your information if you're looking for more, see all of the vibes and remember if you guys are on the East Coast, get in to one of the dance parties you must make it a life goal of yours i swear to god so much ankle and all get yourself there get you yeah you're good (laughs) (laughs) i love it thank you for having me saxon um yeah it's been really fun i could talk to you for days it's really beautiful so i've loved this thank you thank you so much well big love to you thanks babe of course Thank you guys again for supporting and following on this incredible journey for shits getting real. If you loved this episode, remember to share to your story and tag me, Sax, for a chance to be featured on socials. And lastly, remember to hit that subscribe button and leave a five-star review so I can keep bringing you more and more of what we both love. I love you guys so much. Have a fantastic week and I'll see you next week. Mwah, 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 mwah.